Hi, it's Stacy. The countdown to summer is on. But first, what does summer mean to you? Are you feeling footloose and fancy free, or are you annoyed and frustrated because everyone's having fun except you? Listen up, this is your episode. We talk about how to have a summer, even with kids, on episode 24 of the Where To Next podcast. Ever since I have planned to talk about today's topic, I have been singing that DJ Jazzy Jeff song, Summertime. You know, those first three or four beats. I know you know that song because it just brings me back to summer, whatever year that was in the 90s. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. My original idea for a title for this was Summer Plans or How I Planned for Summer. And then this morning, as my kids were off to school, they said, what are you going to do today, mom? And I said, I'm going to podcast. And I said, I'm going to call this episode How to Have a Hot Mom Summer. And they both laughed. And that's when I realized that I was either onto something or categorically not. So we'll see what the name is when I actually end up going to name it. But thinking about summer. So today is May 22nd, and we are about 10 days out from the last day of school for my kids. And I've been planning for summer for quite a few weeks now, actually a few months. And it dawned on me that, holy cow, summer is around the corner. And there were some loose ends that I wanted to tie up. Summer is a whole mood. I'm sure you feel it too. I love summer. I love that school's out feeling because I still remember that school's out feeling from when I was a kid. That feeling of that freedom, fun just white space and blank space everywhere. The later nights, everything's warmer. There's less structure. And as a mom, there are things I love about summer too. I love that dinner doesn't have to be on the table at a certain time, that we're not pushed to go through homework, activities, carpool, dinner. Again, homework. Does anybody need help for anything? You know, that nine o'clock, mom, I have a project due. We really need to go to the Michaels or I need to go to the supermarket right now. None of that is happening. And as a mom, as me, I still want to have a summer. That first summer after my kids went to kindergarten was rough. I got so used to having them in school. And then all of a sudden they were home for the summer. And I found myself becoming resentful of the fact that they were having summer. Granted, they were five or six. They had some camps lined up and they were going to the pool. But I couldn't do what I needed to do and what I wanted to do. and. That was on me. I realized that I had planned to fail and I had planned to take into consideration that the fact that, wow, okay, life has changed now. And how am I going to accommodate for that? Since I don't like being resentful, it's not a feeling I love to feel. I definitely don't want to feel resentment around my kids. That's even worse. And when I do feel resentful, I'm annoyed and frustrated. And of course, I take that out on everyone. And it's just, it's not a happy moment. It's not a good look for me. And I've talked a lot about mindset and the feelings that we experience as humans. And emotional resilience to me is being able to feel all of the feelings that are available to us as humans and recognizing that we have choice a lot of the time. So we have agency in terms of how long we allow a feeling to be with us or how long we sit in a particular situation. And so when this whole thing about resentment came up, I realized I was feeling it. And I very quickly went to work and decided, okay, this is not an experience that I want to have, particularly around my children. 
So how can I reverse engineer? How can I move through this quicker? Because remember, the goal is not to change the feeling so quickly that you don't experience it, but to experience it in a mature and rational way and then realize that there are things we can think and do to change the situation. What did I do when I started feeling resentment? I got really curious with myself. I have learned the hard way not to beat myself up when I have a feeling, especially an uncomfortable feeling or a feeling that I perceive as negative. Those negative feelings are the ones that we don't want to feel. Resentment, jealousy, frustration, annoyance. But they're part of being a human and they serve a purpose. I allow it to be there. And then instead of going into this mode where I'm blasting myself for feeling something that humans feel, I put on my curiosity hat and I invite curiosity in. And what that means is, imagine if your best friend came to you with this situation. What would you do? You wouldn't tell her to buck up. You wouldn't tell her to get over it. You'd say, oh my gosh, sweetie, tell me all the things. Yeah, we don't ever want to feel resentment around our kids or around loved ones. So tell me what's going on. And you'd ask a hundred questions. What's going on? What's the situation? What's changed? What needs to change? If resources and time and a magic genie could come down and there were no limitations, how would you want this to look? How would you want this to play out? What do you need right now? What do you want this to look like? What is the ideal solution? I asked myself all of those questions and the answers came. And I got two really big answers. I wanted to feel like summer. I wanted to feel like I was having summer with less structure, with freedom, with relaxation, with joy, with fun, with delight. And I went about, that was the one thing that, that actually, that was the whole thing that came through. It was a bunch of feelings. And what I ended up doing was then solving for that. And how I solved for it was two parts. One, I planned. And two, I planned with letting that mood and those feelings, that intention, be the guide. So I wanted to know what the schedule was for three months. And I also wanted to know that I was going to experience those feelings. And the way I knew that was because when I planned, the things that I was planning, and just by virtue of the fact that I was planning, was going to give me those feelings of relaxation and joy and delight and fun and levity. Let me talk about planning for a minute. In a former life as a coach, I talked a lot about time management. And what I didn't do then is what I do now is I didn't take my intuitive self. I didn't take my feelings into account. It was very action oriented. Do this, check off this box. And it didn't work. And that's where a lot of time management systems go awry. I'm sure you can relate to this. And if you can't, I will probably talk about this in another episode because it's come up a bunch. Planning for me, the way I look at it now, is freeing. Having a plan is in service to me because I don't need to wonder when and if something's going to get done. I just know that it's going to be there because it's in my calendar and I'm going to do it on the day that I say I'm going to do it. And if I don't, then I reschedule it. I don't cancel it. I don't say, yeah, forget this. There are definitely moments and days where I get to appointments or I get to projects and I say, I don't want to do this today. Oh, F it. And I go back into that 
process of being curious with myself to figure out what's going on. And oftentimes I realize I've overscheduled myself or again, I've come to this place where if I don't want to do something, I can get curious and ask why. Is it an excuse or do I have a justifiable reason? And I treat myself like a human, not a machine, not a robot, because I am. I'm a human and plans can change. But back to the whole planning thing, I totally digress there. Plans are a direction. It's an intention, if you will. It's like picking a point on a map and then aiming for that. You can deviate. You can take the circuitous route. That's fine. But at least you know where you're going. And that's how I like to think about planning. It's a frame. It is not the be-all, end-all. It's never punitive. It is never confining. It is never restrictive. It is an idea. And because I've worked with myself on this before, I know what I'm capable of. I know what my tolerances are for how tightly I adhere or how much I schedule. I also find that plans are really safe because it allows everyone to know what's going on at any given time. And my kids know that if we miss something, it will get rescheduled. We talk about plans ahead of time most of the time, if we can, if they're going to change. So there's time for discussion for myself because life happens, right? There are sometimes obstacles and distractions. Also, planning puts my mind ease because like I said earlier, if we need to do something, it gets planned. If it's important, it gets planned. This is how our expectations continue to be met and things don't fall through the crack. So what I do, this is the very nuts and bolts of what I did. About three months ago, yeah, May, probably, yeah, around March, March 1st, I print three blank calendars, June, July, and August. And then I pencil in, pen in all of the firm dates, the holidays, when we have trips planned, when the kids have camps, when we're traveling, when we know people are going to be in town or we have house guests. My husband and children are huge Philadelphia sports fans. So inevitably, every summer, the Phillies come to town and they play our hometown, the San Diego Padres. I put those dates in the calendar. I fill in as much as I know ahead of time. And then I get to see, okay, where do we have blank space? Where do we have white space? I also take into account what everybody wants to do. I always ask the kids, what do you want to do this summer? Where do you want to go? Sometimes they have a lot of say. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes we've made the decision ahead of time. But even if we've made the decision ahead of time, I will say, okay, guys, we're going to be here. Think about what you want to do. Go research it. Come up with your ideas. And it's a conversation, right? They're 13, so we can do that. I always have a wish list going on the side, things that I know they like to do around here. We live close to SeaWorld, so inevitably there's a spontaneous trip or two or three to SeaWorld. We have our favorite beaches we like to go to. Sometimes we like to have spontaneous cookouts, right? Keep that kind of on the side. So at the beginning of every week, we can look and say, okay, this is what's coming up this week. And does anybody want to take a look at this list? Maybe we add something. Maybe we cross something off whatever, however it's going to work. This whole process doesn't have to take a ton of time. It does in the beginning because there's a lot of coordinating that happens, but it is absolutely an investment in your peace of mind 
And I like to think it's an insurance policy that I'm going to get at least part of the summer to do things and create those feelings and those moments that I want to. Now, I still work during the summer. I definitely clear my schedule a little bit and only do what's absolutely necessary because I like to be available for my kids. I also know that this year is going to be a little bit different because my children are at sort of a transitory age. They're 13 and they still rely on me for transportation a lot of times, but they're also going to have a lot more freedom. So I'm not exactly sure what that's going to look like. Planning for that, planning for more white space for all of us. And the other thing that I want to talk about is the sort of at home, the white space time. I had a couple of ideas for you and for your kids because the whole screening and eating Oreos on the couch for 12 hours a day, five days a week is just not going to happen. It's not an option for me or for my family or for you, I would imagine. And I saw this on one of my favorite accounts to follow on Instagram is Lindsay Lives Well. And I will link to this. And she talked about a 10 for 10 list. And it's 10 things you want you yourself to do or 10 things you want your kids to do before 10 o'clock in the morning. And I thought it was absolutely awesome and genius. So I'm working on my own 10 for 10 list. The other idea that I want to throw out there, and this is especially for you, but it relates to your kids too. I know a lot of children have summer reading lists. And I came across a young adult book list. And it's fun if you and your kids read the same book at the same time. You can have conversations with it when you're in the car, at the beach, at the pool, whatever it is. My husband and son often read the same book at the same time, and they get to have conversations that my daughter and I have too. And I just think it's such a fun idea. Another kind of to-do that I'm putting on my Christmas or Christmas, my summer list is what am I going to learn this summer? So even though I've pared my schedule down and I'm going to do the bare necessities that I want to do for my business, I'm also adding something to my list. And it's what do I want to learn this summer? 90 days. Imagine if for 10 minutes a day, you committed to learning something. Maybe it's Duolingo, right? Maybe you're going to Italy later this summer and you want to have a few key phrases at your fingertips. Could you do 10 minutes of Duolingo every day? Maybe you want to take an online course. I have purchased a couple of online courses over the past year that I haven't taken, and now maybe the time where I do one of them. Incidentally, sidebar, I've got a great one, and it's not an online course. It is a digital six-week course starting on May 28th, where we talk about what's going on in our lives in terms of maybe we're feeling stuck or maybe you need a plan or maybe you're spinning because you've got a decision to make and you're not exactly sure how to go about doing it. Four group sessions and two one-on-ones. You can email hello at StacyV if you're interested in that. Maybe you want to learn about human design. Maybe, I don't know, there's a class on happiness at Yale that you can sign up for free. I've always wanted to do that. Maybe you want to learn pickleball. Maybe you just want to practice pickleball anything. You get the idea of where I'm going. But what if for this summer, you said, you know what, this seems like fun for me. This is going to race my engines. I've been saying all year long that I really want to do this. And I've been putting up all sorts of excuses. But now it's summer. I'm just going to do this. What if you could do that for yourself this summer? That would be, think about how proud of yourself you'd be. 
Think about how much fun that would be. Think about how much rewiring your brain would go through to A, learn something new. I've talked about the value of learning new things, but also getting out of your comfort zone and doing something that just thrilled and delighted you. And also think about the message that would send your kids and your family. Wow, my mom is learning this thing, right? And then I want you to talk it up and I want you to be excited about it. It is really important that our friends and our contemporaries see when we're excited about something and we're growing. And it is really important for our children to see that we're willing to be newbies at something. We're willing to be uncomfortable and not experts. We're willing to own it when we feel challenged and frustrated because something isn't easy. And we tell them that we make it normal and that they can continue to do this for themselves and their lives because Yes, they are watching what we're doing. Here are a couple other things that I look forward to in the summer. I have my favorite authors, and inevitably, they release books in the summer. One is, I think it's July 22nd. I've already looked it up because I know months in advance. I write this date on my calendar. Love, love these books by Daniel Silva, by the way. Definitely get a new sunblock because sunblock from last summer is not going to cut it. The ingredients lose their efficacy over time. Do yourself a favor. Definitely make sure it's mineral sunscreen as well. Also, get a new bathing suit. New bathing suits are like bras. You're going to say, oh yeah, the one that I've been wearing is fine. It is not fine if you haven't gotten a new one in a couple of years. I'm not advocating to just go shopping. Treat yourself to a bathing suit that you feel good in, just like a bra, because it matters. It makes a difference. You're going to be at a pool. You know you're going to be at a beach. Maybe you're going to be on a lake. Somebody will inevitably invite you to go somewhere and treat yourself. Order a whole bunch from online. Go to a bathing suit store and have one of the women in there work with you personally. That's a game changer right there. Highly recommend. And remember, summer is totally a state of mind. And you having that state of mind, whatever, however you want to feel, is absolutely possible. You don't need to be, we don't need to be, I don't need to be a kid again. Obviously, I'm never going to be a kid again. But I don't need to have three months where I'm not doing anything. But I know when I give myself an afternoon off, or maybe it's an overnight with my husband, or I meet up with a girlfriend, or whatever it is, those feelings, that, that space, that gift that I give to myself, whether it's a couple of hours or a couple of days, it is a gift that I give myself. And then that fuels me until the next time. And there will be a next time because it is summer and having fun is absolutely a priority. So if you take nothing from today, I want you to think about for a second, what does summer mean to you? What are the feelings you love about summer? And then what is your intention for yourself for this summer? Because the worst would be, it's now May 22nd, right? The worst is you get to the end of the summer and you say, wow, this is the first time I've been to the beach. Or this is the first time I've sat by the pool. Why didn't I do that sooner? It is absolutely possible and totally within your reach. So think about it today. Spend some time. Crank up your summer playlist jams and have at it. Have you heard about my upcoming six-week workshop? It's called Finding Forward, 
and it's for you if you've been feeling stuck and been spinning and can't make progress forward. Or maybe you've been wrestling with a big decision and you need help with an action plan. You can do anything for six weeks. You will have a plan, you will have clarity, and you will have results. We start May 30th. Details are below in the show notes. This podcast is strictly for educational and entertainment purposes. It is not meant as a substitute for medical advice or mental health care.